Hello, Assalamualaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. Hey everyone, I'm so happy to be back podcasting because <laughs> as everybody knows, I've been there, most people know I've been moving and it's been quite the crazy move. I don't know, I've moved tons of times in my life, but it has never quite been like this. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And uh, we're actually um, paused right now and I didn't have any access to um, my podcasting um, stuff, so I really couldn't get podcasts out. And subhanAllah, today I was able to do so and I feel really grateful. I just jumped to the channel. And um, yeah, we're at a standstill right now and are moving because pretty much we, we're just waiting on a word. I don't really understand what's holding things up, but Allah is the best of planners. So we're just rolling with the punches. Just keep us in your da'a. And I just wanted to say thank you so much to all the women who have been giving you well wishes and messages of support. You guys are so sweet. And even if they live far or close, they're just offering me help me, anything. Just, you know, da'a. Like, thank you so much. It's really, really sweet. And if you don't already know who we are, if you're new to this podcast, we're a channel where we're usually putting up podcasts two times a week. And we do it on all types of content, inspirational, parenting, love, relationships, um, homeschooling, because I'm a homeschooling mom, and um, all types of life, organizational hacks, things that have to deal with living a more mindful life according to the Sunnah. And if you don't know who I am, I'm a mom of five, a licensed educator, and kind of like a big sister to many women in the community who are looking for some advice on living a happier and more mindful life. And I mentioned in one of the previous podcasts that I was going to start to do some shout outs, some, some personal kind of shout outs and some sharing shout outs because um, I've been contacted by so many women on Instagram. I just think some of them need to be highlighted and I'm so grateful for the relationships I've been able to make so far and I, I hope to keep making those so keep uh, reaching out guys. Each podcast I'm going to give a shout out to one of the women who shares my content on their Instagram stories but before I reveal who they are I did want to give a personal shout out to a sister that reached out to me and DM me on Instagram I mean some people they share really personal stories with me and I'm so honored that they trust me and so this particular sister I did ask her permission to share this and she said it was fine and she actually said yeah please keep her in your da'a and so I just went to share it with our little family here before I start the podcast, I just wanted to say that Sister Maliha, you know, she's going through a really hard time because her husband passed away and he had taken a trip to Thailand. Um, and it's actually a really famous island that many YouTubers go to. I, I don't want to say it wrong. It's like Puckett Island or Punkit, uh, Punkit. I, I'm not going to say it right. I don't have a Thai accent, right? But she, she misses him dearly. And what happened was there was an accident where he was just on the beach, guys. He was just on the beach in the water and a, and a current just ended up like sweeping him and another brother away and the two of them went missing for two days and then it was later announced to her that he just didn't make it and you know she's a young sister it's not like she was you know had years necessarily as much as she would like with this person and I just want to say may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for her and and kind of help all of us to appreciate our loved ones and a reminder that we just never know when someone will be taken from us or we will be taken from our family and our we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to have a good ending, you know, I mean, and help us to live a more mindful and conscious life now so, you know, that, that we can 
put the time in and, and use it wisely. And so I just wanted to say that keep her in your da. So I did mention that I would give a uh, some gratitude to his sister from Instagram. And this podcast, I wanted to give a shout out to Melissa. Thank you so much, Melissa, for sharing two of my posts on your IG story that were meaningful to you. I just wanted to send some love your way real quick and say thanks so much. If you do want to be featured on my podcast for um, shout outs, just share something of mine in my in my podcast or in my Instagram stories or in my IG posts in your Instagram stories and you'll be next on my podcast, inshallah ta'ala. Okay, so... Just before we start the content, I wanted to give a reminder, don't forget, if this has been benefiting you at all, my podcast, Scrolling Back, any of this content, please do leave a review. It helps other sisters to know that this is a place worth stopping and getting some information for a more mindful life. Um, okay, so today's topic, we are doing something for teens because I have been asked this multiple times and I um, really am excited to get to it. So when I say teens, it's kind of hard, guys, because I do have teen listeners, but then I also have mothers with teens. So what I would say for this podcast, if you're a mother with teen, a teen or teens, I had three. I'm on the fourth teen that's going through the house because now I have a stepson that's living with me that just came. So it's kind of like I'm raising six. So yeah, I have some serious experience with teens. So I want to share my experience from a mother's perspective. But if you are a teen, I will say this. I'm going to be giving some advice to women and I intend to try to give some advice that is really helpful to mothers, but it's really also helpful in, in, in effect also to teens. So they start feeling heard and supported by their parents because a lot of reasons a lot of teens reach out to me is because they feel they can't talk to their parents. And it's my honest desire that we can create better relationships with our parents and, and our children because, um, you know, in, in the Quran, the reason that the prophets had such great relationships with their, their sons and daughters, I'm thinking specifically about Yusuf and his father, it, it, was, it was because of the manner they, they dealt with one another. And I really hope that our mannerisms from the teen side and from the parent side can come closer to the sunnah. So I'm going to give some suggestions today. And teens, I want you, please, if you are a teen, that you hear this, Stay tuned and stay with us because I want your feedback and you can DM me on Instagram or you can email me. I'll, I'll leave my email link below as to any other um, you know suggestions that you have that I can share with parents. And if you're a parent, I want to share some stuff that has really, really worked with me and some general practices that have gotten me to realize that these are some key ways to improving or keeping some long-lasting and um, productive, positive, powerful relationships with our teens. So yeah, that's where we're going to dive right in. I have about six or seven, um, maybe eight if I give a bonus um, suggestions if you have teens. And I know some people are suffering. So listen, if you're a teen, I don't want you to take any personal offense to anything I say. Um, being a teenager is really hard because they're going through biological changes. If you have gone... Um, you know, back in my podcast and listen to when I talk about toddlers. Toddlers actually go through very similar changes as teenagers do. And that's why it's the hardest time for parents when they're parenting toddlers and they're parenting teens. It's actually a similar parenting issue, but you do have to handle them differently. So it's kind of tricky, right? So with with toddlers, they're moving from being a baby into a child, right? Into like a small child. And when teens are dealing with their transition, they're moving from being children into adulthood. And so there's tons of biological stuff happening, hormones releasing and all kinds of stuff that does make teenagers a bit moody, more self-centered. It's nothing personal, guys. It's something that every teen goes through all over the world. So it's not like personal to you or anything, but it's just literally something biological and psychological that they go through. So we have to keep these things in mind and we have to be sensitive, but we also do know 
know have that we have to kind of switch our parenting style. If you've been parenting your teen all this time, like as a child, and now they're moving into teenagehood or you know teenhood, and then going into adulthood, you kind of have to switch it up. So I'm going to give some suggestions of things that have been helpful. So the first thing I would say to moms, and this would be really hard. It's like way easier to say than it is to do because we have so much to say as parents, but we need to talk less and listen more. And this is one of our biggest problems. We talk at our kids. We talk, we talk, we talk at them. And you know what's funny? And I'm going to tell you why I know this is true. Because people have DM'd me because I'm not their mom, right? It's so much easier to hear it from somebody else who's not your mom. So that's why it's not like I'm amazing or anything. It's just I'm not somebody's mom, right, necessarily that's DMing me. And they're just like, I love that you talk to me. You don't talk at me like my mom and like my dad. So what I want to say is that's just, you know, another encouragement for me that this is true that we do in fact have to listen that means if our if our teen is telling us things that are painful hurtful embarrassing annoying we have to listen guys and we have to say okay I'm so sorry we don't have to tell them get over it you know cut it out oh this is life or you know and embarrass them more we actually really have to understand they're going through a really sensitive time of their life where being um put out there being made fun of they're questioning their identity they're trying to figure out who they are so they're really sensitive to criticism and sometimes as parents we're really critical and we don't really realize it so what I would say is when your teen starts talking resist the urge to blurt back at them whatever you're thinking and just stop for a minute and listen to them longer than you normally would and try to ask yourself is there something else behind what they're saying and is there a way that I need to respond that's more loving encouraging and um, empathetic because sometimes we're not guys we just kind of react and we find them annoying and we find them you know disrespectful and we have to like try to read a little further into what's happening and every every different situation is what it is but I just encourage us to listen a bit more and talk a bit less number two respecting boundaries so before as a parent you could just like order your kid around maybe or I'm like not encouraging that with with positive parenting, but I'm just saying it might be normal to just, you know, tell children what to do as if they're they're under our rule, right? But as 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 teens are becoming bigger, we have to understand that they do have some boundaries, like boundaries and privacy. And that's a tricky one. Privacy is the trickiest one because we know we want to give them privacy, but we also don't want to um you know, kind of let them have free reign. There's a crazy world out there. There's some stuff they shouldn't have access to too young. It's not really helpful. And I have tons of moms who've Ooh, come to me about those things. So I, I know how hard it is. But I do want to say we do have to respect their boundaries. So number two is you have to find a way that between you and your teen, whatever your particular situation is, that you are respecting their boundaries and the fact that maybe they want to have their door closed sometimes. I'm not saying that they should have computers in there with them. I'm just saying like in general, if they need some time alone, some private time, now, they don't want their stuff touched. They would like to organize their own things in a certain way. Maybe like there was one point my daughter, she wanted her own stuff on the shelf. She wanted a shelf in the fridge. And I had run my house a certain way, you know, all this time. I run the fridge. I'm the mom, right? But she said, Mom, I want to try a different eating, you know, whatever regimen. And I want to like put my stuff in the shelf. Please nobody eat it. Nobody touch it. You know, even though I'm buying the groceries, right? But she wanted to try. I had to respect that. I'm like, okay. So I, I made labels. I told nobody to touch her stuff. I gave her a little level. And I didn't go at it with her like no you know you're the family you're going to do what we do you know just they're going through trying to figure out who they are just like try to hold some boundaries and some respect number three and this is a big one and I don't want parents to get offended on this one you have to try not to be a hypocrite and I know that's like crazy coming at my mouth like that but it's really hard because you know we tell kids a lot of things that they need to do 
but sometimes we don't do them. And I just recently put up a YouTube video about are you harming your own child? And I encourage you to check it out if you haven't already because it's it's kind of like there's things that we're doing as parents that we don't realize we're doing. Sometimes they're cultural. We're having these cultural expectations and we're disrespecting them. And then us ourselves, we're not really following through with what we tell them to do because we have our own issues with that same thing. So for example, let's just take a, a basic one. Let's say it was like cursing. We tell our kids not to curse, but then we're cursing. You know, we tell our children to handle frustration and, and stress well, but then we're like, we're like pounding fists on the counter and snapping at our children and like, you know, so we need to be the change we wish to see. Kind of like Gandhi said, right? It's actually a really great quote. And we need to start understanding however we behave is how our children will behave. We cannot assume that we're going to tell them something and then they're going to see our behavior different. And the reason I say this is so important is not just because it's a good parenting because kids can, especially teens, they pick up if you're a hypocrite and right then and there, they're like, Ooh, I do not respect her. She says one thing and she does something else. Who is she telling me what to do? And I, and if you're a teen, I'm sure you hear me out right there because you know, it's just like, you know, parent is an authority figure and it kind of hurts that they get to tell you what to do, but they don't themselves do those things. They tell you to clean your room, but they're unorganized, you know, whatever it is. So yeah, let's try to be guys, be, um, you know, whatever we tell them to be. Number four, and this is a, this is the one that saved my children in America. A lot of people have questions like, how do you save your children being raised in the West? It's really hard. And the reason I say that is because there's so many influences that are contrary to our personal beliefs. Um, what I would say is, Build them a village and build it fast. Now, I'll say this with a caveat because I know not everybody can build a village, but I will tell you what I mean by that and why you need to build one and what to do if like it's hard for you. Um, So by build a village, I mean you cannot just parent your children alone. Once your children reach a certain age, it's usually about 13 to 19, they do not want to hear advice from you anymore. So the best thing you can do, and the other thing is they've been, if they're going to public school especially, um, which I don't necessarily like, I'm not really into public school, even though I'm a, I uh, have taught in public school, been an administrator of public school, I've done so many, I know all about public school, that's probably why I'm not so interested in it, but if your kids are going, just think about it, six hours a day, they're being pounded with the opposite message you're giving them at home for two hours. It's a tough world out there, okay? You can't expect them to not want to date, listen to music, you know, um, understand why they can have guy friends. It's just, it's it's in their face six to seven hours a day. And then when they leave, they're on social media looking at it for another three hours a day. And then you're going to tell them in a five, ten minute conversation, uh, haram, habibti, haram. Like, no one's going to listen to us, guys. And this is the truth. So you build yourself a village. What I did... I had sisters, and I put in my Instagram post really recently that we went to the beach. You guys might have saw my picture. We were there with boogie boards and stuff. We go super early in the morning in the summer, and we boogie board. I'm actually so sad. We had our last session um, this Friday. Alhamdulillah. We've been doing it for like at least 10 years. And we're just women, and all our kids grew up together. So I got like four or five tight Muslim sisters who who followed the sunnah. This is the real key one, because you can't have other sisters who don't, because then they'll just, it'll, it'll be complicated, let's just say. Who follow the sunnah, get really close to them, and you build a village and you start raising your kids together. You make a lot of communal stuff because kids need to feel like they belong somewhere. And if they feel like they have an alternate space other than just school where they have another set of friends and those friends follow Islam, you're going to find it so much easier to parent. If you have an issue with one of your teens, sometimes one of the other mothers who they might respect and listen to can step in and give some advice when they're not going to listen to you, even though you would have given the same great advice to them. Now, if you're a woman who's going to say, I don't have those women around me, 
I didn't either, guys. You know, you have to make a lot of du'a. When you're trying really, really hard to please Allah, Allah brings beautiful people your way and into your life. So never believe that you're just stuck in some isolated place. You know, like we sometimes were in a place where we didn't think there were Muslims there and they, they shot out of the woodwork. She just like, there's so many like undercover Muslims. I know what you guys know what I'm talking about. But like sometimes people just come into your life. Oh, I was living down the street the whole time. I, we, I can't believe we never met and stuff like that. So, you know, just really try, keep making da'a to Allah, especially in the deep night for these types of things, uh, these women and friends, because we need really great friends too, guys. Because when we have tough times, we need that too. And, the, and our kids need it too, especially as teens. Otherwise, they're just going to sift right through your fingers and out into the friends that they have out in the world. And they might not share the same ideals that we have. And they're getting advice that's contrary to our advice. Believe me. So please, please try to build a village. It saved my daughters. It saved my kids because now they're able to um, have lifelong friends and they all wear hijab and they all go and hang out. We do fun stuff as women and we don't like treat them like babies. You know, when as soon as they had teens, we started treating them like adults. We, we treat them like women in the group. And you're like, what kids want to hang out with their moms? Like, that's cheesy. No, we're not cheesy moms, I promise. <laughs> like, we did this with them since they were young. So we started this at like three years old. So we're like a solid village where people, like, we love to be in each other's company. And yes, sometimes one of my daughters might be like, whatever, mom, I'm annoyed with you. And, the, and another daughter from the other mom might be the same way. But we, we could switch and I can come hug one of her daughters and just be like, hey, sweetie, I know it's hard. No worries, you know, and I kiss her on the head and I'm like, I'm here for you. If you need anything, let me know. And she's more likely to say something to me than it hurt to her own mom, you know, and that's totally normal. So understand from a certain age, your kids are not going to divulge information to you anymore if you haven't built a trust. And in the Quran, we see the story of uh, Yusuf, he had a trust built with his father, where when the brothers, when he saw a dream that he was going to dominate the brothers, the, the father was like, shh don't tell that to your brothers i and he and what teen boy ever talks to their father how about that one that's a that's a tough one forget about moms teen boys do not have friendships with their father typically and if they do it is rare and that is actually not following the sunna so like what we're talking about here this building in the village it's super critical because your kids are out there amongst other types of people they're feeling inadequate they're feeling out of place they need somewhere to feel centered like they have friends too and we made a little whatsapp chat we're all on it and we just like share stuff on it and whatever and so yeah alhamdulillah build the village build it fast they need it try to build it young Number five, give them tons of positive outlets. This is really huge, guys. Do not have your child do having nothing to do when they come home but be on their iPhone or on their Android. Um, you know, I, that's a, there's that old Christian saying. I'm sorry, but it's a good saying. Um, you know, uh, idle time is the devil's playground. It's so true. Having them with nothing to do means they're going to have tons of guys to talk to on their phones and you're like no they're not not my daughter yeah okay they start having guy friends from like first grade second grade in 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 the west so it's totally normal and even if you're not in the west okay if you're in an eastern country i know you know that's still a problem so at the end of the day we have to give them things to do so i put my kids in sports i put my kids in cooking i put my kids in all types of clubs activities whatever their interests are yep honey no problem don't have money for it, find a way. I would sometimes work a third job, a second job, just to get money so my kids can go in these clubs. It saves their life. It, it, I'm not joking. You really need to find, and I need to find, positive outlets for them. Don't just let them just hang out and chat with friends and play on phones, guys. It'll be their demise, I promise. Please, please, may Allah protect our kids. Give them outlets. Number six, be real with your kids. Okay, so let's try again. So number four, 
uh, was building a village. Number five, tons of positive outlets. Number six, be real with your your kids, guys. Admit when you're wrong. And I know it's really hard. And you're like, you know, I don't have to explain myself to my kids. You know, I'm the adult here and this and that. It's really important because if we don't admit when we're wrong, even when we make mistakes, and as parents, we do make mistakes. We make huge mistakes. But if we don't make um, them know that you have to say sorry, you have to admit when you're wrong, then they're not going to do it as adults, right? And it's going to be a vicious cycle that they to themselves do with their own children. So for example, like the other day, I was doing something and my son ended up going behind me and I like whipped around and I ended up like hitting him like in, in the eye and he was like oh my gosh my eye you hit me you did it you did the my eye and I'm like oh honey I'm so sorry I didn't actually I didn't say sorry I said I, I said oh I did an accident I didn't know you were there and then he was like oh no no and he, he just I don't know for some reason he was super sensitive that day and I was like I said to myself in my head, I have to say sorry right now. I have to say sorry, even though I know it's an accident. I already told him it's an accident. I have to say sorry. And even sometimes we have bigger situations than that, guys. We have stuff where we come home stressed and we shouldn't be so stressed as we are and we talk to them and maybe we don't talk to them in the best of ways let's say for example so we have to make sure that when we do something wrong we pull them aside and we say you know what um mom wasn't having the best day today and and i just wanted to say i'm sorry i'm sorry if i snapped at you i'm sorry that we have to do that we have to make them understand that we too make mistakes because it will make us more human first of all and then like i said they won't think that we're hypocrites because we don't want them to like have this understanding that when you become a mom or dad then you just you're infallible and you have to pretend that you do everything the right way and even when your kids are right and you're not right like you just keep it keep it moving that's not the type of child we want to raise that's not healthy parenting so yeah just try to admit when you're wrong keep it real and it'll make them a better parent in the long run Oh, number seven, um, like what they like, guys, even a little. And this one is actually one I really, I really feel excited about to share because my kids love, love Korean stuff. Like when they were, my, especially my two daughters when they were younger. And, and for that reason, I just started to say to myself, wow, I just wanted to see what this is about. And I just started to like what they like and take them places and hang out with them what they wanted. And like I said, because I built that village, they were okay with me being in the space. And this was maybe from 10, 9, mommy, can you take me here? Can you take me there? You know, that age where they're still excited. So um, Korean stuff like food, they liked um, like their little stationery and their pencils. They liked... Um, some of their clothing that you know would be more halal and you have to be careful as parents with certain things like korean or japanese or whatever because they have sometimes anime and then sometimes it's highly sexualized like really sexualized you have to be really careful as parents if your kids watching anime and stuff and then they have k-pop for koreans you know and there's love stuff in there so as a muslim yeah there is some stuff you have to pay attention to but there's good and bad in everything right just like in our own cultures as terms of our dean so what happens is with my kids i would take them out to cute little korean restaurants we would eat food like a lot of um they have a lot of vegetables in their food they have a lot of seafood and things like that so it's super easy um to get stuff that's halal and so alhamdulillah we would take them and their girlfriends out for like little lunches we go to flushing queens if you're in new york you know what i'm talking about we used to try to go in the city of manhattan but it's actually better there i take them looking for cute little stationery at the stores with their friend little pencils and things you know you just gotta start liking what they like and enjoying it and it became something now that they asked me to take them as adults like one of my daughters she's married and she has kids and she's like mommy let's go to flushing even today she's like let's go let's have fun together let's go eat something and she actually just called me two days ago and was like but I was busy and I couldn't go so I, maybe we're gonna go in a day or two 
But yeah, it's like lifelong bonds that you build together. So alhamdulillah. And if, I mean, if, you're, if your kids like video games, and I'm not advocating that because, you know, alhamdulillah, you know, but I'm just saying whatever it is, like do something with them that they like. And I know that's hard because we don't find it as exciting sometimes, but you never know, you might like it. So if you see my posts on Instagram and stuff with like Korean stuff or like Paris Baguette Bakery and things, that's all from just my kids. I go to H Mart with them. We go grocery shopping together, like fun grocery shopping like we look for cute little things to try and eat then we go home and we cook them together we have so many bonding experiences from me just stepping over and finding out what they like and finding some interest in it too so number seven oh that was seven number eight is ask for their opinion on things so you might have this feeling like i'm the adult you know, I'm not going to ask them for their opinion. They're the child. But, you know, you'd be, you'd, you'd be surprised, you know, as a teacher um, back in the day when I worked so um, many times with children, I'd had 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds. They would make statements, analyzations, had insights when I was doing certain, you know, readings with them and stories and things that would blow adults out of the water. Just beautiful, beautiful opinions. And so I would say as adults, like don't assume that their opinions aren't adult enough or their insight isn't good enough. You'd be surprised at some amazing things they say. Ask them for their advice and opinions on things. Like when we were moving or when I was going to switch jobs or something, I did ask them for their, oh my gosh, it's so loud wherever I am. It's like, I can't avoid it, guys. I'm doing my best with my movie situation so um you know at the end of the day I would always ask them like what do you think I should do you feel about that and it's really nice they feel like you value what they have to say and it's actually a really great self-esteem builder for them as well because you're showing them that they're valued and that their opinion values uh, is valued in the family and the the last one I'll give is like a bonus is this seems silly but it's so true guys it's just psychological it's just physical like laugh with them more parenting teens is stressful i'm sorry teens like it is stressful because um we have a way that we're trying to do things and then teens have their own way that they're trying to do things and they feel that we're annoying and we feel that they're annoying sometimes because we're not on the same page we're just not on the same page and it doesn't mean that either side is bad or either side is wrong just every side has their own way of doing things so what makes it better is enjoying yourself a little bit just lighten up guys laugh with your teens a bit more just calm down crack some jokes try not to make them too corny <laughs> make them cry but you know just like be easy with them have fun you know and you don't don't try to be like the cool mom like don't go all inappropriate that's not what i'm suggesting i'm saying is when you have good intention allah makes it easy and you know may allah make it easy for all of us to to parent at all the stages of our children's lives and it's only a time and i just wanted to share this um there was one imam he gave this khutbah and he said parenting teens it's like a hurricane and there's a palm tree and i want you to imagine you're grabbing onto that palm tree and your legs are like flailing and flailing in the wind right so it's like it's only for a time we'll all survive it and we just have to understand that like anything else in life it's not forever and it's something where if you do it right you'll have a great relationship with your children when they have children and right now like all of my teens they're in my house all the time even though some of them are you know you know teens because teens don't usually like to be around their parents or they're married now and they're coming back and they're just like hey can i come over hey can i come by oh and and the worst thing is if your 
child doesn't want to be around you and you're living in regret and then you're not with your grandkids and things like that so take it really seriously guys that we have to try to implement these changes and may Allah make it easy and if you're a teen like I said don't forget thank you for joining us and and give me some dm and some suggestions on things and um, yeah if you are enjoying and benefiting from this don't forget to share with someone else who could benefit thanks and I'll talk to you in the next one inshallah ta'ala assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh